God were a carpenter And you were a rich man Would you love him anyway? Would you give him your hand? If God were a baby Worship him anyway. Would you bow before him? And he will reign forevermore. Every A tree that day in pain and sorrow he prayed for me that day brought my tomorrow God was a carpenter was a baby He is the Son of Man The one who saved me And He Tomorrow 
endured the cross despising the shame for the joy set before me I endured the cross despising the shame for the joy set before me I am God Almighty. You who are listening to my servant Rob this day, humble yourselves before your God. I am coming, says the Lord Jesus. I am coming. I suffered for you. I died for you. I bore your sins in my body on that cross, says the Lord. Now humble yourself before me and receive my grace, the gift of my righteousness through faith in my shed blood, says the Lord. Look up. Look up, my children, for I am coming soon. Be ready to meet me. Prepare yourselves. Humble yourselves. Turn from every wicked way and turn to me with all your heart. And I will receive you unto myself when I come, says the Lord. Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today, we're talking about the Carpenter's Song what Jesus did for you and what he did for me on the cross at Calvary. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 2. The song you just heard, the carpenter's song, is really based on this scripture. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. He became a carpenter. He did not become a governor. He did not become a CEO of a corporation. He did not become a famous man. He made himself of no reputation. Of course, he was famous later when his ministry got going. But before that, he was just a carpenter. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Is this mind in you? Is this how you think? 
Is this how you are walking? Are you humbling yourself? Are you willing to be of no reputation? Are you someone who is well known? Are you a famous preacher, a famous musician? Are you an important person, so to speak? Will you humble yourself and take upon yourself the form of a slave, a servant, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ? And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Let's look at the death of the cross. This is where Jesus humbled himself in the Garden of Gethsemane and became obedient. Luke 22, verse 39. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood, falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer, and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Let's read it in Matthew 26, verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again a second time he went away and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why we need to pray, always. Jesus overcame in the Garden of Gethsemane. As he prayed, as he prayed, he travailed to overcome his own flesh, his soul. He pleaded with the Father to take the cup from him. He knew what was in that cup. Nevertheless, he said, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus overcame his own soul and flesh to obey the Father and go to the cross for us, even though he had done nothing wrong. When he stood before the governor, after questioning him, Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. Then when the Pharisees and the people cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said, Why? What evil has he done? Then he tried to release him, 
but the voices of the people prevailed. Why? Because it was the will of the Father for Jesus to drink that cup. Because he loved us that much. He loves you that much that he would give his only beloved son in whom was no evil found, no fault, to become the spotless Lamb of God, to be offered on your behalf, to take away our sins, to give us his righteousness, the exceeding riches of his grace toward us, who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. This is not a religious story. This happened that day on the cross at Calvary. All our sins were laid upon Jesus as he suffered unimaginable torment and pain and took the penalty upon himself for our sins. He literally on that day, on that cross, became sin for us and saved us from our sins, imparting his righteousness to all of us who would believe in him, believe what he did, repenting and coming to him, confessing him, Lord, and believing that he rose from the dead the third day. Jesus died on that cross for our sins. He died for our sins, and he was buried in the tomb. But on the third day, he arose from the dead. The penalty was paid, and we who would believe were justified from all things from which we could not be justified by the law of Moses or by any religious practice. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love him and serve him with all our heart, and we ought to love one another. He hung on a tree that day in pain and sorrow. He prayed for me and for you that day and bought our tomorrow. He endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy that was set before him. 